I don't know how it is for you, but I know how it is for me that this place just speaks so clearly of the gifts we have in Jesus, of his grace, doesn't it? And of his peace. Absolutely. And that's what we have in our Savior Jesus. We're going to look at the epistle lesson, the New Testament lesson for today from 1 Peter. I'd like to just read verse 17 again. Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. Let's pray. Father in heaven, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, you who are our strength, our rock, our redeemer, our risen savior. Amen. You know, one of the trademarks of scripture and the fact that it is inspired, God's inspired word that we believe that, is its consistency. A truth is stated, a truth is established. And then you will find that truth woven throughout the whole book, through each book in the Bible, through every chapter, every verse, all the way to the end. It just doesn't change. Of course, that's not surprising to us, given what we believe about God's word. It is his word. It is his inspired holy word. We use words like inerrant. There are no mistakes. It is all absolutely the truth. And let me just amp that up just a little bit. We just don't believe that the Bible teaches us the truth. We believe that the Bible teaches us the eternal truth. That it was the truth back on the day when it was inspired and written. That it's still the same truth today as we hear it and read it. And that it will continue to be the truth tomorrow until the Lord Jesus Christ returns. It is the changeless, eternal truth. Now take, for example, one of the consistencies of the Bible. Take, for example, how we got here. The consistent message of the Bible is that God made everything. He created everything. The sun, the moon, the stars, the planets, the universe, all living beings. He created it all. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth is the opening statement of the Bible. And that changeless truth of God being the creator and the maker of all things winds its way and is woven through every verse and and chapter and book of the Bible all the way to the second to the last chapter of the Bible, Revelation. Revelation chapter 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Now today's New Testament lesson from 1 Peter is another case in point. It's talking about how we live our lives here. And the consistent truth presented in Scripture is there are but two ways to live out life on this earth. Either we live with God or we live without God. 
There is no other choice. There is no third option. That's the consistent message of Scripture. Take, for example, what's said in Psalm 1. Two ways of living are described there. One of those ways is to live in such a way as to delight in the law of the Lord. The other is to walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. Now, it's easy to see this eternal truth of but two ways to live in the words of Jesus. There was the wise man who built his house on the rock. There's the foolish man who builds his house on the sand. There are the five wise virgins. There are the five foolish virgins. There are the sheep. And there are the goats. No chickens, no cows, no horses. Sheep or goat. So how does Peter present this eternal truth? Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. In chapter 2, Peter wrote this. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in this world to abstain from the sinful desires which war against your soul. Either we live like this place is our permanent home, which is to live without God, or we live as though heaven is our hometown, which is to live with God. So how do we live like heaven is our hometown? How do we live as a stranger here? Well, I think it comes down to this. Living as a stranger here means that our lives, as we live out our lives, we are living out our lives consistent with the truths the eternal truths that God presents us in his word. We're living like sheep rather than goats. We're living like a wise virgin rather than a foolish one. We're living like a, a wise builder rather than a foolish one. We are seeking to live with God. And and if there are areas of my life which are not consistent with the teachings of the Bible, then I am not living as a stranger here. Then I'm living as though I have taken up permanent residence here. Then I'm not giving any thought as to the life which is to come. I'm all wrapped up in the here and the now. Or I live as though heaven is my hometown. Even though I haven't been there yet, I'm from there. Are there any consistencies in your life? from what the Bible teaches? Do you look and see any places in your life where you are not living consistently 
with what the truth of God's Word presents. Is there, are there any places where you have adopted the values, the ways of our culture, our society, of our world, which are so contrary to the truths of the Word? What are your inconsistencies? You know, I, I have to admit it's pretty easy for me to see the inconsistencies of other people's in their lives. It's real easy to do that, but it's not so easy to turn that glance inward at my own life and see the inconsistencies in my life. And you know what's even harder? What's harder is to admit that the inconsistencies that I can see in my life aren't just inconsistencies. They're sins. Because the inconsistency is in violation of God's word, which makes it a sin. Now I want to insert a another biblical truth here as, as we see our sins and as we see our, our inconsistencies lest, lest we're tempted to think well it's only in a couple of areas that I'm out of step with the word it's only in a couple of areas Jesus Christ once said this he once taught this this is an eternal truth a little leaven leavens the whole lump. A little leaven, whatever inconsistency it is that you have, is a little leaven. Leavens the whole lump. Leavens your life. Now in light of that, we just can't dismiss our inconsistencies, can we? and still say that we're living as strangers. And at this point, I'm going to turn to a story in the, in the Bible that I find myself going to over and over and over again. I have to admit, of, of all the texts in the Bible, I've preached on this one more than any other. I look at my, my sermon file, Luke 15 shows up all over the place. The parable of the prodigal sons. You know that story, don't you? After leaving his father's home, the, the younger son goes out and he makes himself right at home in the world, doesn't he? And it's easy to see his inconsistencies, isn't it? I mean, just ask his older brother about seeing the inconsistencies of his younger brother by not being able to see the inconsistencies in his own life. I mean, the younger son, he's living the dream until the money runs out and all the friends who had been hanging around on account of his money leave him as well. And then he finds himself living in a different neighborhood where his only friends are the pigs. And in that moment, 
he becomes painfully aware of the inconsistencies of his life and how he had been living his life. And he repents. And you know the rest of the story. And the rest of the story is consistent with what Peter said right after encouraging you and me to live as strangers here. Because what Peter went on to talk about was the forgiveness of sins. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. That is yet another consistent message of Scripture, isn't it? A truth that God has established, an eternal truth that God has established. Yes, our God, who is holy and just, but who is also at the same time gracious and forgiving from the very first sinners he encountered, Adam and Eve, through all the way to you and me today. His dealings with us has been consistent with the truth that he has proclaimed that the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now I hope you take these next words that Peter wrote personally as though they were meant for you, because they are. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. You believe in God, who raised Jesus from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. Live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. Living like heaven is home. Because it is. Empowered by the grace of God, empowered by the gift of faith in Jesus, living as a stranger here. What does that look like? Well, Peter gives us an example of, of what it can look like for all of us. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, by the way, obeying the truth simply means that you believe that Jesus Christ lived, died, and rose again for you so that you are one of his forgiven and redeemed children. That's what it is to obey the truth. Now that you have purified yourself by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for your brothers and sisters, love one another deeply from the heart. Love each other deeply from the heart. Love that person God brings into your life. Love that person sitting next to you. Love that person sitting around you. Not for what it's in it for you, but what is in it for them. Love them. Bless them. Be a blessing to them. Live out all the one another passages. Here's how we love one another deeply. We pray for one another. We encourage one another. We forgive one another. 
we bear one another's burdens. We serve one another. That's how we love each other deeply from the heart. But the bigger part of our living like strangers will look different for each one of us because each one of us has our own set of inconsistencies, our own set of sins that are weighing us down. To acknowledge the inconsistencies in your life. To say, I'm out of step with God's word here and I need to get back into step with his word. That is to repent. To seek to change wherever those inconsistencies are, whatever those inconsistencies are, not only to be sorry, but to actually work to change them. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, who has made you to be born again, you can do that. Which brings us each back to this assurance of who we are and whose we are, given to us in God's changeless and eternally true word. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. You believe in God who raised Jesus from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. Live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding enable us to do just that and keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Let's stand and